Welcome to Shoot the Breeze with Alexandre Marie. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Alexandre Marie underscore talks. Shoot the Breeze with Alexandre Marie is a podcast where we will discuss everyday topics that are affecting the Black community from mental health, education, sexuality, spectrum disorder, the Black dollar, the Black culture, Black businesses, Black relationships, and more. This is Shoot the Breeze with Alexandre Marie. And remember, what consumes your mind controls your life. everyone thanks for tuning in to shoot the breeze with alexandra marie we are in our second season you guys again i'm so grateful for all the love and all the support that i get from all of you guys thank you so very much i would like for you guys to help me welcome to the show with my new engineer guys hey let's go I finally got an engineer. <laughs> Thank goodness. Now I don't have to like do the interviews and get the interviewees and edit also. Because let me tell you guys, that shit was annoying. Like, <laughs> so much fun. It's she like, no what she's giving up. I don't care. Good. He can have it. <laughs> he can keep it. He can have it. But other than being an engineer, first and foremost, I do know Lance personally for about like five months now. Um, so I just want to let you guys know he's a cool cat. Um, I love Amen. his vibe. Amen. Um, he's an asshole just like me, so that's cool. Very much so. Um, and I vibe with those kind of people. Toxic. <laughs> um, not toxic. Oh, just, oh, just, toxic. just by asshole, I mean the normal people call people like us assholes for one particular reason because we're raw. Like yeah. we're real. We're raw. We're not gonna sugarcoat shit for you just to make that's you feel better. Toxic. Oh, that is. Yeah, well, he's still in his 20s, and I'm in my 30s, so I don't know the lingo, but <laughs> I guess that's the new toxic. I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe it is. Um, <clears throat> but other than being um, my engineer, he's also an artist. Hey. He's an artist. And I just <laughs> learned today that he's also a lyricist. Like, he's trying to, you know, get that bread. Very much so. I'm not mad at him. Shouldn't be. Um, of course, why not? You're a brother. <laughs> I'm here to support you. Hey, anyway, I can. Um, but he's also in my humble abode, my Ooh. home. Um, probably one of the only people to have ever stepped foot in my home that's not family. Like I I'm very good um when it comes to preserving my home's energy. I don't like negative energy coming into my home. Um, when you come into my home, your shoes are left at the door um, because you don't live here. So his shoe was left at the door because of the yeah. Corona thing. I made him take off his first layer, which was his jacket, turn it inside out, inside <laughs> before out. coming in. And guys, I made him hand sanitize his hands, Gosh. then go to the bathroom. <laughs> Yes, it was the second hand sanitizer. <laughs> I was just like, okay, why? Like, 
Do you not trust your sink? No, no, no. You got to go in, wash, wash, and Mm -hmm. hand sanitize after you wash. Mm -hmm. Just because. Just because of the sink. (laughs) Having germs on it. Look, you don't know. You don't know. Even though Mm -hmm. I have Lysol and ammonia and bleached whatever, Mm -hmm. because supposedly this coronavirus stays on hard surfaces for about 72 hours. Supposedly. Supposedly. Mm -hmm. Like I said to you before, it's a a getting people to spend shit. You know, that's that's my take on it. That's my take on it. Close enough. Um, But what's your take on this corona shit? Oh, bro, it's easy. Every time we're electing a new president... Right, right. There is this <clears throat> ginormous, uh, what's the word they use now? Pandemic. Right. right? Uh, I, I saw in the that. 2000s with SARS, moved on to the H1N1, and et cetera, et cetera. Here we are with coronavirus. They're getting more, I'm sorry, less and less mm-hmm. creative with these names. <laughs> I cannot wait. No, they named it after beer. You feel me? So, <laughs> like, bro, like, bro. Wait till we get, like, scepteritis or, like, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be some bullshit. Jack Daniels <laughs> something. Wait. To mention Jack Daniels, guys. So this is something new that's going to be um, with season two. So before my guests come on, they got to take two shots of Jack Daniels. Hey! Uh, honey, which he did! Just to, like, get them, you know, a little chill, a little relaxed, or whatever the case may be. I take the shot with you guys, so don't feel like, oh, my God, I'm coming near her whatever she's trying to like drug me or whatever no <laughs> i take the shot with you from the same bottle so you don't need to worry that i'm slipping you some like kind of drug or, or whatnot you don't gotta worry about that guys um <clears throat> she didn't rookie me no i didn't i didn't and ladies ladies he's a he's a tall dark-skinned guy so if you want, you can roofie him yourself. I, I'd rather you didn't. My name is Lance. You can just say hi. But, you know, get your shit off, sis. I might like it. Who knows? Hey, hey, we can talk yeah, about that. We can talk about it. that. We can talk about, you know, sexcapades and fantasies oh, and all that later. You don't know. You don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. Like, that's the whole that's thing. That's the whole point of the alcohol right there. <laughs> exactly. Right. And the bottle's still here, so I might make him take another shot or two. But mm. he came to my home already high. So it's oh, okay. not this my fault. Put that on the forefront. Yeah. So I had to All put right. that. Yeah. I had to do that. He's uh, he was already like inebriated in some way, shape, or form. In some capacity. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Before I gave him the shot. So it is not my fault if he says some slick shit more slick than normal. It's okay. Not it's not. It's not my fault. It, it's not. Who told you to get high before getting here? Who told me not to is the question. Um, you're right. <laughs> I should have been more specific, like, bro, come, like, completely sane. No. Nope. <laughs> and and no happens. type of, like, getting drunk or anything. Let's go. Now, this is why I need my engineer, okay? Because I have fucking loud-ass neighbors that don't know how to, like, be considerate. Mm-hmm. And it takes forever for me to edit all that shit out. So, this is his job. So, you guys, if you hear shit, you know, hopefully he edits yeah, pretty right. well. So like they won't hear it. They won't. talking about something that they can't hear. That's pretty much what's going to happen. So what? Yeah. So they'll be like, oh shit, we don't hear anything. Yes, mm-hmm. because he does an awesome job. This interview obviously is not only to promote season two. I mean, in about eight weeks, I'm going to have an app out. I'm looking for a videographer. Like, it's going to oh, be snap. big. But it's also to promote him as an engineer and as an artist. And if you do want to collaborate with him... Um, I will have his information on my Instagram as well as <clears throat> at the end of this 
interview. So, Lance, I know you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, man, my story is wonderful mm-hmm. because it's the typical black man's story from the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm from Jersey, mm-hmm. right? Born in North, raised in East Orange. Right. Uh, somewhat of a dysfunctional upbringing in that pretty much like every year of my life up until maybe 2006. Mm-hmm. I lived in a different house. Um, but I have a wonderful family, wonderful support structure. So like a lot of that stuff really didn't bother my psyche that bad. Wait, wait, let's back up. How is that bad? I've moved my daughter around all the time. No, what I'm saying is, at least as far as I'm concerned, like, I don't have like friends. Like, I don't either. Yeah. Like that's kind of like a bad thing. Oh, it is? Yeah. Says who? Says people with friends. (laughs) (laughs) We should have friends. You should have friends? you should have friends. But are they really friends though? Yeah, that's that's why as the name implies, they're friends. That's why we call them friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys know I don't have friends. Like, if you listened, and this is not your first episode, um, yeah, I don't have those. Yeah, I mean, like, I got, like, like, I have friends, I have people I consider brothers, like, the homies and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, when I look at, like, my other siblings and how they're, like, hanging out from people from school and, you mm-hmm. know, people that they've known since they was, like, three, four, five, six, seven years old, mm-hmm. I don't have, like, those relationships. Me neither of being the middle child and having moved around so much, uh, couldn't just form like a long lasting relationship. Uh, shout out to homie Emmanuel. We've been cool since freshman year. Like, mm. We've just been reaching back and forth like via social media and stuff. So that's fire. Uh, but other than that, yeah, no. Uh, just growing up in East Orange, watch them slowly gentrify my area. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like now it just looks nothing like how it did when I was growing up. And I'm but is that upset. not a good thing? It's good, but at the same time, like, it's irritating because watching the transformation, mm-hmm. it's like, had you just done this 10 years earlier, like, I wonder what I could have been. Right. I think mm-hmm. that's what people need to understand about gentrification. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people are like, gentrification is bad, it's bad, it's bad. No, it's a beautiful thing. But it can be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it definitely can be a beautiful thing because the block that I'm living on, when you rolled up, it is being gentrified. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's be- it's becoming a nice neighborhood. I mean, my um neighbor has been here for thirty years, so he's seen the wow, na- yeah the bad and ugly. yes, yeah. so he's seen it all, and he's like, you know what? It's not that bad. I think on my block, maybe there's three black families, <laughs> and I'm one of them. Yeah, well, and one after of you that, guys will be gone in a little bit. That's the, the numbers. Is like when you guys be out here. Anyway, well, I hope it's me because I want to buy a home. Hey, talking into existence. Yes. Do that shit. Yes, but yes. this is not about me. This is more about you. This is true. Yes. <laughs> so let's continue about yeah. you. Um. So yeah, I just spent my time between New Jersey and North Carolina. Mm. Um. That's pretty much where my roots are. My roots are in North Carolina. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you know, just typical ghetto child stuff i'm just thankful to have uh you know like like i said earlier have like my family around that actually really supported me and 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 taught me right from wrong right uh my mother was not playing she didn't play no games (laughs) right there was none of that rap music in the house there's Uh all kinds of rules and regulations and being the house at this time and you know, went over the whole black being black spiel and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. like, I'm very, very thankful for being born in the area that I was born in and taught or learned the lessons that I learned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So 
since you're saying that, you know, I always tell Lance how I run my house. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I got, you, you shouldn't run it so strict. But here he go. I'm so thankful yes. for being raised in a strict household. Da, 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 they made me who I am. But when I tell him how I run my house, oh, you run it too strict. Yeah, because it's 2020, man. You gotta let the kids fly. My kids do fly. They fly pretty well, but they can't fly too much. Like, if I can't touch you, you can't go that far. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) at some point, you gotta kick them out the nest. No, no, no. I'm not that kind of toxic mom, which we are gonna, you know, discuss. Like, no, I'm not that. I'm not that. Yeah, you (laughs) ladies need to stop that ish. Cut it out. Cut it out. (laughs) Cut that shit out because. I'm here trying to date these men, and I could tell they come from toxic mothers, and I'm just like, I'm not dealing that. Obvious. I'm not dealing with that shit. You need therapy before you could come up and talk to me. Therapy. Otherwise, get your life together (laughs) and find somebody else to help you get it together. Because it's not me. It's not me. (laughs) No, thank you. Anyway, (laughs) tell us your uh, top five MCs. Oh, bro, that's easy. Uh, starts with Eminem, mm. Royce the Five Nine, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Fabulous, Jadakiss, Ti, and Ludacris. I'm getting a vibe from that, like from your top five, kind of like a party vibe in a way. Mm. Other than Eminem, other than Eminem, who makes magnificent party music, <clears throat> by the way. It's just not our type of parties. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm not <laughs> no, their kind of people. Um, yeah, I would say because, once again, it goes back to family. Like, my family is the matriarch. In other words, we're the family that everybody, all of the rest of the family, like, they come to our house during, like, holidays, any social events, birthdays, mm-hmm. you name it. Like, they come to our house. So, like, there's always, like, a party at our house. Um, and, you know, growing up and hearing the different music and playing and everything else, which is where I fell in love with music and audio, um, I just kind of got used to that vibe. I don't really necessarily like going to a bunch of parties, but I like feeling like I'm having fun. If right. that makes sense. Like, oh, so does. I go to a party, I dance, I have a good time. But like, when it's time to go, I'm going home. Mm. Like, ain't no, ain't no after party. Let's go here. Like, no, bro, I'm just gonna go to the house and like lay down. So, do you consider yourself introvert or extrovert? Definitely introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to the nature of my business. I'm an extrovert. <laughs> when you need to. Yeah, when I need to be, which is very exhausting. Tell me about it. I hear uh, you. Ugh. I hear that. <laughs> so, why don't you tell us what inspires you? Mm. There's a couple things, really, to be honest. Uh, one of which, and this is going to sound really, really crazy, mm-hmm. but my dog. Mm. Yes, I don't have kids, mm-hmm. nor a wife, and mm. so... Like, when I look at my dog and I think of the kind of life I want my dog to live in comparison to the kind of life that, you know, like, my kids will live. Like, they should be kind of on the same level and that you should have your own space, you should have freedom, and you shouldn't be isolated from people for so long because not everybody in the house likes dogs or not everybody can kind of tolerate the responsibility that comes with a dog. Right. So I, I really, really just want her to have, like, mad space and just be free and open and can do whatever she wants. And um, the second thing is hearing a fire beat. Mm. That part right there, like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I could be working, cleaning. If the beat is fire, like, mm-hmm. I can pretty much accomplish whatever I want and, like, stay focused for, like, hours. I will repeat the same beat for hours. Okay. So, with that, 
What's on your playlist right now? Give us a few few songs. Ooh, man, I listen to everything. So uh, I have uh, artists from Alan Stone to Paramore. Got, um, of course, popular artists like her and Baby and all that good stuff. Uh, Patrick Stump. I have, this is this a bevy. The only thing I don't listen to is like death metal. <laughs> Like, that's it. I listen to literally everything else. So, like, there's everything in my playlist right now. So, being, you know, an engineer, as well as from what we were talking about before, you're also a lyricist and an artist yourself. Um, what is your creative process like? Mm, so, when I'm mixing, mastering, or just editing audio or tracking, whatever, um, I get... My friend, well, my acquaintances call me a crackhead in that, like, I get so locked in. I start talking to myself. Like, I'm just so focused. I really like doing small, tedious things. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of like a, like a crackhead in that sense in that, like, I'm, like, rocking back and forth. I'm squaring. I'm talking. I'm going between different things. And, and it seems like if nobody actually saw what I was doing, they would think that I, des- I deserve to be in a loony bin. Right. Yeah, because I'm constantly just locked in on that. Uh, when it comes to actually like writing songs, mm-hmm. it depends on the genre, but for the most part, like if I hear uh, an instrument or a chord or just a sound that I really like, that like kind of puts words into my head, then you know I just I write those down. Um, it starts sometimes where I'm just kind of humming a melody or humming a flow. And then I come up with words off of that. And then sometimes it's um, like a word pops into my brain. And all of a sudden I want to write an entire song based off of that one word or phrase. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then describe your sounds. Uh, I describe my sound basically as like, I'm, I'm spiritual in the sense of, you know, how people say like, how your spirit seems heavy or your spirit seems weak. Mm-hmm. I rap what is on my spirit. Most of the time when I'm writing songs, I'm writing about what I feel. Like, music is therapy to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in all my lyrics, they're pretty much introspective unless I feel like, you know, F these people or whatever. Uh, just whatever's on my mind, whatever's on my spirit, that's what gets, you know, written down. And that's how it comes out. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I'm getting over Corona. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Why would you put that into the universe? I didn't put it into the universe. I put it into your house. And my house is the universe. This is oh, my universe. Oh, look at you, queen. Yes. This is yes. my universe right this here. This is your universe. Indeed it is. So what do you enjoy most about being, you know, an artist, a lyricist, uh, engineer? And what don't you like about being any of those things? I love the process, right? Doing it, creating, editing, mixing, whatever it may be. Like, just being in that environment is where I'm probably, like, my most happy. Uh, And what I dislike about it, I would say it's the amount of work you have to put in in talking about yourself. Mm. I'm not really one to toot my own horn. I never really was. And so it's very strange to not have to run around telling people, yo, I'm fire, like, check me out, like, this is actually, like, really dope. And then, like, promoting myself on, on social media and everything else. It's just it's really strange because I'm not used to talking about myself in, in, in like, that regard. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was like a culture shock almost when I met with an executive producer 
who, you know, I was just asking questions to get some ideas about how to actually get people to listen to my music. And they were like, yeah, no, people just want to see you as a rapper. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I do that? And that's when having an online presence came in and all that stuff. Uh, she gave me a bunch of great advice. Um, but it's just, it, you know, like I said, that culture shock of having to go from being introverted Lance to, yo, I'm a rapper, I'm fire, and I got to do shows and, and everything else. And, and being out in people when being out in people was something I never thought I had to do. I feel you. I feel you. And that's, that's because that's, that's kind of like the same thing with me. Like I'm very introverted. I really don't give two shits about social media. I don't, I don't, I really don't. And starting this podcast, I had to really get out there and I'm on the podcast and I'm telling people now I showed Lance my stats y'all. We out here. I did. So I am in, yes, I'm global. There's seven continents and I'm in four. We confirmed that there's seven. I thought it was five. There's <laughs> he thought seven. there was five. I had, I had to school him. No, I thought it was seven seas and five <laughs> five continents. But I think it's I think it's seven continents and five seas. But I showed yeah, him my I stats. Know. I showed him my weekly plays. I'm at 1685. And I haven't been on for about two months. So I am blessed, you guys. Thank you so much for Absolutely. listening to me. Putting Clap me on up. other platforms that yes. I haven't personally put myself on nor did you know i you know like you could put my rss feed anywhere but i definitely do want to thank you guys for doing that and still listening i'm a small town person i do my show honestly in my living room or hey. i or i go to like the people's spots Be organic with it yes and to have like you know to me i always tell people like look the average person speaks to about 75 okay. to 100 people by a week and as humans we only tell people two things. Things we really love or things we really hate. Mm. Anything in between, we don't really talk about. Mm. So at the end of the day, there's no such thing as bad press. You know what I'm saying? Because I got these weekly plays and apparently somebody liking me. and they Evidently. Or somebody hating me yeah. and letting people know, yo, this bitch don't know what she's talking about. And they listen and apparently I'm still listening. So thank you. Hey. <laughs> thank you very, very much. Very, very thankful. I need to get into Antarctica, so hello, help me. Word. <laughs> and I need to get to, what's the other country? Oh, South America. No, it was Australia. And Australia. So Aussie, yeah. come on. Let's, let's get really it. Good. These are the three continents that I need to get into, you guys. But again, thank you to the universe and everybody out there that is listening. And Lance is here to tell you guys. I'm not on the BS, right? No, no cap. She's not. She's not capping. Exactly. <laughs> like that's, that's how you no say, cap. right? Yeah, no cap. Okay. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no cap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm out here, you guys. This is no bullshit. So if you want to get on the show and you want, you know, international recognition or whatever, holler at me. Of course, information is on my Instagram. So no lies. Follow. Follow, of course. <laughs> yes. And I do get people on my stories, blue checks. And, you know, uh, Lance had to um, school me on who these people were. Because I was just yeah, like. some of them were kind of important. Yes. And I was like, I don't know. I just saw a blue check. <laughs> so oh, who followed? they're verified. So yeah, they're verified. So I had posted um, this interview on my story that I was going to do with Lance. And I think I had posted Brody, right? Your, your song? Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of, like, blue check people. And that saw the story. Well, there's more than a couple. There's a lot. 
And some of them I um, screenshot and I showed Lance. And I was like, I don't know who these people are. And Lance was like, I would love to work with one of them. Who is yes. one of them? Who is uh, that? Uh, Dark Child. Dark Child. Dark Child. There you go. Yes. During the early 2000s. Uh, that era where uh, Mary J. Blige was making everybody single mom and aunt. Right, right. So, like, I know Dark Child. Shit. I know. I yeah, know. Yeah, I know yeah. his that music. Was, that was pretty much like his era. Like, yeah, yeah, At least yeah. in my lifetime, that was his era. I just don't like that kind of music, you know. I the depressed. Yeah. Nah, black it was not. Nah, it was the it was the, like the one twelve over. No, it was no? The, the the we shall overcome sister empowerment, mm. black queen like that whole like phase. That was a few months as far as like, uh, artists like Sierra and Mary J Blige and mm-hmm. uh, uh, who's the other one? Uh, Trina, etc. Um, right, right, right. And he always says dark child yeah, in his music. Right, like no, exactly. no, no. I you know I I have to think about it. I had to think about it. But yeah. yeah. Face value, I really didn't know who he was. I'm sorry. You know, just like the Kiki Palmer, I, I don't know this man. <laughs> I don't know this man. Sorry. <clears throat> but I had to think about it. So thank you for, you know, seeing my stories. And there's a lot of other blue checks that I'm not, you know, because I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those people to be like, yo, da 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 Like, so if you ha- if I put you on my story, like other artists, like I had CR9 away and, um, you know, I had Malk on here and I told him like, hey, there's particular people looking at your stories and that's the same thing I did for Lance. Otherwise, you know, I don't really toot my own horn like that because I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. So it is very difficult for us to sit there and very be like, so. yeah, we're the shit. Yeah. And da, 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 da. It's just like, and I know I'm nice. I just it's just weird saying it out loud. He is nice. Day. He's grown. <laughs> I've listened to a couple of things on his catalog, and you know he's grown. You know, as far as this lyricist goes, I'd like to think so. And that's that's an awesome thing. Thank you it's so an awesome much. Thing. Oh, of course, I'm here so for I'm my black people. You know, hey. this podcast is for the people, by the people, and by the people. I'm sorry to you know sound prejudiced, but I mean black people. Okay, so I'm sorry, <laughs> not too sorry. <laughs> I'm really not. Talk your shit, sis. But but um. Tell me an artist that touched, you know, your heart and tell me an artist that honestly you rather just not work with anymore. You don't have to give names, but just a... I really, because I'm new, I'm willing to work with anybody. Mm. I haven't really met an artist that I was just like, oh my God, like I wasn't so off put by somebody that I just swore would never work with them again. Mm-hmm. So like the floodgates are open, whoever wants to work, I'm all for it. Uh, unless you exhibit terrible habits, like don't come into the studio and dump a mountain of cocaine on the console. I will People do out. that? I've heard stories. Oh my God. I will kick you out. Uh, as far really? as like an artist that, yeah, really, really. They no, how, what do they, what do you mean they dump it? Like they just put it. No, like... it's just like, like is that, that was a bit of an exaggeration, but like I've actually heard stories of like artists coming to studio, laying out drugs on the console or just, you know, uh, like everybody smokes weed, it's a normal thing nowadays. People I don't. smoke weed in the studio, <laughs> and what well, besides you? Normal people, like people with friends, right? <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa! So because I don't smoke, that's why I don't have friends. I never said that. Oh well, I'm guessing I'm just never gonna have friends. Ha ha! Take that, friends. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, uh, like when you smoke in the studio, some people like they would just like ash the blunt on the console and just like. Like mess up equipment or just not care, which you know, mm-hmm. like as an engineer, I'm all for taking that free money. If you want to pay me a hundred dollars an hour or sixty dollars an hour, however much I'm getting paid, for you to sit in the studio and just get wasted off your ass, 
I'm all for it because that means I just all work and money or no work and money. Like I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like as an artist, personally, I cannot operate like that. Like I go whenever I am supposed to record and I know I have X amount of time available to me, I want to actually maximize on that time. So I don't get wasted in the studio. Um, I, think, I would think it would be the other way as an engineer. Like I wouldn't want people messing with my equipment. Oh, no, no. That you shouldn't do, period. Don't uh, right. don't ash on my console. Don't put your drugs on my console. Don't leave your can of soda here. None of that stuff. Just because I care about my equipment, I'm a nerd. Um, but as far as dealing with the talent, if you're gonna do what you're gonna do, I'm all for it. Go go, get stupid high and fall asleep for three hours. I still made my money, so I'm like, I'm, let's do it. Right. So they so, do they pay you for that time prior? Um, or after? it depends on the. <clears throat> like the place of business, uh, most engineers that work in a studio more than likely will get their, uh, their money uh, after the session, like via like a paycheck or something like that, if that's how they have it set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, independent uh, engineers, uh, which is what I'm trying to do. Personally, I'm like a good whore. I need my money up front, bro. <laughs> I know that's Three right. Three hours, dog, got you. Just you gotta just pay me. Buck 80 and like, Pay yeah, me. You can make it happen. Yeah, for sure. I have to get my money up front. So what um, do you charge per hour? Per hour? Uh, I do 30. I'm brand new at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm willing to, you know, compromise and work with people. But it also depends on what it is you need me to work on. Um, everybody's first thought when you say, yeah, I'm an audio engineer is, oh, okay, you work on music. Audio engineers work on movies, television shows, commercials, live shows like the super bowl like like literally what everything. dumb person comes up to you and thinks oh you just work on that's music. literally like common knowledge when you say i'm an audio engineer or you say i'm an engineer they just think that you work in the studio with artists but do you not hear the word audio mm-hmm. no no they just <laughs> oh hear, they don't they just oh. they hear engineer or they put audio engineer together and go oh he makes music that's mm. kind of like the thought process i'm guessing for them oh okay mm-hmm. Um, an artist that touched my heart really is Charles Hamilton, who a lot of people might not really know, which is kind of sad because he's like super duper talented. He's a rapper from from Harlem, um, and at a time in my life where I was honestly in a very very dark place and I was at my most impressionable, uh, he pretty much molded the character that I exhibit today. Like because of his music, everything he was saying it was just like so like real and authentic to what I was going through at the time mm-hmm. and how he dealt with it. I tried to apply in like my life and it worked out for the best. Um can't really say the same for him in some of those decisions. But like for me personally, it did me like really, really good. So uh, I will be forever thankful for um you know, a lot of his projects, the Pink Lava Lamp and um Well is this awkward was a really big one for me as well. That really, really helped me get over like some some stuff some stuff that people would, I guess, consider traumatic, right? Like heartbreak and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's 2020, everything was traumatic. Um, okay. Yeah, no, that that was uh, that was pretty much like a big deal in my life, and that was like 2010s era, 2009, 2010, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. So as an audio engineer and, you know, an artist, a lyricist, what are some of the best resources that has helped you along the way? This is going to sound really, really down home, but I'd be remiss if, that, if I did not mention my family. 
specifically, at least in this point in my life, uh, my sister, right, and, and, and her husband, my brother-in-law, and their family, they have been extremely hospitable, right? Shout out to you guys, the Nelsons. They uh, gave me an opportunity to bet on myself to even become an audio engineer. Uh, and, you know, they, they helped me so much along the way. Like, they, like, their role in where I am right now is, like, like really, really big. And it means a lot to me that they even, you know, allowed me to, you know, come into their house and, and, and work things out so I can start working in a field that I actually love. Good. Family is a big thing. Very much We so. don't, you know, shout them out. I had enough. to. I had to do that for them. Of course. <laughs> so, who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Hmm. Three people that are the most influential to me? Um. Obviously, my parents, right? That's one and two. Um. And not just because, oh, they're my parents, I'm supposed to say them. Like, I learned a lot of, like, real-life stuff just from watching my parents. Mm. You know, things that they probably didn't even realize I picked up on. I picked up on just from seeing how they interact and seeing how they grew. Uh, you know, they've been divorced since I was little. So, how those exchange happens and everything taught me a lot about people. Um, people don't understand that. Yeah, they don't. Right. You know, parents are people. I had to learn that the hard way. Exactly. <laughs> parents are people as well. No, but uh, they don't understand how children are watching them. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's the thing. Very much so. And I feel like when people become parents, they forget how they were as children or what they want their children. It's like yeah. it becomes like all over their heads. Like born 21 and knew everything. Exactly. Like, you know, mm -hmm. We'll touch on that, but continue. <laughs> um... As far as a third person, hmm, that's really, really hard to say. I don't think I've met, like, an extra person that, that has, like, seriously, seriously influenced or impacted my life that, like, I can, like, shake hands with. Uh, a lot of my idols, people that I've modeled my character and, and career after are, like, entertainers, honestly. Okay, you can mention one of those. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to say Royce the 5'9", then. Royce the 5'9". And a lot of his music, which is what a lot of people skip over, in a lot of his music, he teaches you how to move properly, how to say certain things, how to keep your integrity while still making the most out of whatever opportunity is presented to you. Mm -hmm. And I listen to his music a lot, and I learn a lot, even still, like, as an adult. Like, I learn so much from Royce. I wouldn't say he's, like, a virtual father figure or anything like that, but his music has definitely given me plenty of tips and tricks to, you know, elevate my, myself and, and get to a better position okay and biggest failure and what did you learn from it what's your biggest failure oh dude that's easy my biggest failure was the first time i dropped out of college okay and what i learned from it was i'm a passion driven individual if i don't love what i'm doing i will not give it any effort and that's not like, I made myself go to college because I thought that that was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I just could not, for the life of me, get into it. I couldn't study. I couldn't go to the classes. And it's like, I knew, like, I wanted to. I knew I had to. I just, I literally just had no motivation to get out of bed or to type a paper or any of that. Um, and so from then on, I realized if I don't do what I love to do, then you will get zero effort from me. 
Right. So um, I just kind of took that knowledge and, and moved on with it. You know, I started trying to uh, make music to see if I can get into a studio to where I can learn, you know, what audio engineering is. I didn't figure out what audio engineering was until I was like 25. Um, and then as soon as I found out what it was, I took the first thing smoking to learn how to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, who would you like to collaborate with? Ooh. Okay, so it's two artists. It's two artists, honestly. I would love to work with Pharrell. And I would love to work with Lil Wayne. As an engineer or as in like a, an artist? Um, as an artist with Pharrell. Honestly, as an artist with both of them. Um, or an engineer. It really doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I like to think I'm nice. But I think that as far as like my sound goes, my music goes, they have like that one missing piece that's like going to get me to that A-list sound. Um, what I've been hearing from strangers in the street is that I'm really close to B-list sound, right? Not actually, I get it. I'm Z-list, right? <laughs> but uh, as far as like the way I sound, as far as the, the quality of music I put out, I'm very close to B-list. And so I feel like they have what it takes to help me get my stuff to A-list. Right. Um, and as an engineer, I think it'll just be fun to honestly EQ Lil Wayne's voice. Okay. That's really it. That's just like some nerd stuff. I would love, and I would hate if it was like super duper simple. Like just, I'll uh, just buck down 200 hertz and it's fine. Like that would, that would irritate me. Um, what is EQ? Yeah, uh okay. <laughs> like, I'm saying like okay, yeah. What? Okay, EQing. Uh, e- well, EQ is short for equalizer, right? Equalizer is a, a piece of equipment, or you know, it comes in a lot of different um, music editing softwares or audio editing softwares, mm-hmm. and it's basically being able to fine tune, take out, or boost certain frequencies. Right. Uh, frequencies is just the sound of your voice and how it's measured basically it's measured in hertz so you go to like on the equalizer uh, let's say you have a really really like whiny voice mm-hmm. uh, more than likely you're going near uh, maybe 11 1200 like, kilo- like hertz yeah like Franny the Nanny if you have a voice like Franny the Nanny you're 1000% ducking <laughs> everything between 1100 and 2000 hertz mm-hmm. um that's just a guess i would have to actually like see her voice but yeah no it's basically just like editing the voice to make it like really smooth you're taking out the sound the parts of your voice you don't like that's eqing right so would I, would i even sound the same if, if someone did that like would you even sound like you can yourself? make somebody sound totally different um, or you can like uh, accent the good parts of their voice, so you would just like boost the the parts that everybody loves about the way you sound. Oh, okay. Maybe I should walk around with an equalizer because I hate my voice. Your voice is fine. Everybody's <laughs> voice is fine. <laughs> and you can make your voice sound like the voice you hear in your head because everybody's voice sounds different in their head. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I the voice I hear in my head, I would love. That voice. <laughs> it's just so smooth, right? Like, right. I yeah, would love that know. voice, but everyone hears another fucking kind of voice. That's the truth. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I see in your catalog on SoundCloud that you sing on some of your, you know, tracks. So, do you find yourself singing like 
you know, when you're driving, in the shower, at, you know, at home, when no one's around? And if so, what's your favorite shower song? Oh, man. So, first of all, I sing all the time. I don't think I can sing, but I'm all for it. I love writing melodies. Um, yeah, no, I still sing in the shower, the car, washing dishes, walking the dog, picking something to watch on the television. And I sing about that. Like, I'm the guy washing dishes, like, pick up the plates, scrub it with the good old guy. I, I do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. Um, mm. As far as, like, my favorite shower song, right now it is Sunny Days by Alan Stone. Okay, sing sing some more. Oh, Lord. You want, okay. Yeah. All right, hold on. I can't do you need a shot before? No, I don't. Well, <laughs> I guess a little liquid courage wouldn't hurt, but hold on, hold on. Um... I primarily just sing like the hook, like, you know, life, it ain't always sunny days. I love that part. Uh, I love the hook by itself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brown Eyed Lover by Alan Stone. Alan Stone is definitely on like my shower playlist. He has like great barefoot music. Okay. Yeah, keep going, sure. keep singing. I don't know, that's all you're going to get from me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll take it, I'll take it. Fine, I'll take that. Um, if you can go and open for any artist, who would it be? Oh, Jay-Z. Why? Why would it be Jay-Z? Because I know if I'm opening for Mm Jay-Z, I am performing in a sold-out Madison Square Garden. I am sold out. I am performing in like a sold-out MetLife or like it's one of those like arenas where I have now approached the door of becoming A-list. Oh, that's the only reason. Not yeah, that no, you I mean, like, 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 Hope is great. Like, oh. I love Hope. Like, no, he's like one of the ghosts for sure. Uh, and it'd just be a blessing to even be like on the same stage as him or mention on the same ticket as him. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like an actual like, reason, like, it, it just goes back to clout, man. Like, I, you would, you have so much to gain by associating the name Jay Z with everything that you do. And I'm talking about, like, he's, he's fire. Like, I would love to see him like on stage, but from like the other side of the stage, mm-hmm. like, it'd be incredible. Okay. So, as we discussed earlier, you know, we both have that, you know, raw asshole kind of like, you know, personality, yeah, whatever, thing, that people thing, don't bitches. like. Whatever, that's on them. <laughs> but what is something that people seem to misunderstand about you? Mm. Believe it or not, it's that I'm an introvert. Mm. Yes. Um, really? I see it. Yeah, no, you're supposed to see it. But like, let me think of an example. Ah, uh, of course, you guys would know what I'm talking about. But I went uh, to Chili's with Siobhan, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just, you know, get some food or whatnot. And the dude that was next to us ordered, like, this ginormous plate of nachos. And it looked incredible. And so I said, oh, this guy, he knows how to live. And, you know, like, gave a little hot five. We kept it moving. And, and, and Siobhan said to me, Oh, you seem like the type that would go to a bar and just make friends. Like, in my head, I was like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'll just be doing that on the regular. But, like, this guy, like, clearly knows how to live. He had a giant plate of nachos and a big old, like, pitcher of beer. So, like, you know, he's, like, living the life right now. Right. I mean, I feel like a lot of introverts have that burst. That's exactly that moment that here and there where they, you know, they just want to say something. Just to say something. And I was just like, yeah, no. That looks like a bomb ass plate of nachos, my guy. <laughs> you, you living it up. That's what's up. 
Right, right. I I asked this guy to come up with an intro, which I still have not have had. We're working on it. They're working on it. Him and some other guy. Chemical X, are you working on it? All right, Chemical X, please get on this. Please. Um, and I give them some, you know, just where I want things to go. They basically tell me (laughs) they're like. What? Because they sent me something and I said, this is some sex thing. This is some sex yes. kind of like Quite beat. literally what she asked yes. the first time around. That is not what I asked. Quite I did not ask for some sexual, sensual kind of like bounce some beat. vibes off her head. She's like, yeah, no, that sounds good. That sounds really good. And then we came up with exactly that. <laughs> no. Primarily X. I got to get back to my credit. He did a lot of the work. He did really all of the work. X, don't get me wrong. It was it was dope. It, <laughs> it, was, it was fire. It was fire. I told him I liked it. I would use it. It it was it was alright, but it was just too sexy. It was too sexy. So then she said, then she did a one eighty. Not the one eighty. I wanted Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, like West Coast time type of shit. We was all like Shea Butter Baby, like that's what we thought. We thought we hit the nail on the head with Shea Butter. No, <laughs> she wanted Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Like early nineties West Coast vibe. Yeah, because And I said, How in the hell <laughs> am I gonna try and tell a, a twenty year old or twenty one, that's I think you're twenty one now, something like that. You oh, you young regardless. Like how am I supposed to tell this man to make a beat from before he was born? Because if he's trying to go into this as a profession Mm-hmm. Then and if I'm his client, there's gonna be clients that come up and say do this, do that, and whatever. And look, old things are coming back. That's where I was getting to. You want to know why? Because disco is coming back into pop music. Where? Where? Lady Gaga's new song. Hey, I like the song. Please don't ask me what the, yeah, the song is. To ask, what is that song? I have not heard it yet. Um, where's your phone? Where's your phone? Where's your phone? I think it's called Love. Um, Love. Get it? Get it? What is it called? What is it called? <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. Look, I'm not good with names. I hear this song in my head, you guys. Oh, now I'm going to hear it, though. But I don't know the name of this song. And I like the video, too, <laughs> man. It's, it's like, it's all alien-ish it's, thing. Uh, like, that's typical Lady Gaga. Right, I know, it's but alien-ish. I mean, YouTube or Google right, um, yeah. new Lady Gaga Lady-ish, song. Yeah. It's like yeah, a it's like a disco techno eighty kind of thing. And yes, Lady Gaga always had that like Shallow? in the um Is that the name of it? Who? Shallow? No, no, what is that? No. I don't know. No, no, let me see. I don't listen to too much it's... Lady Gaga. No, neither do I. It's stupid love. There you go. Stupid, stupid love, love you guys. Like, you wanna hear it? Yes, sure. let's hear a little bit of it. Just and, a tad bit. Yeah, and, and it, I'm find telling way you to get rid of this as well, because we do not want a copyright claim. No, sorry, um, we're just listening. We're not, you know. Either way, you're a big artist. I understand, Miss Gaga. Don't worry. See? A. <laughs> All the audio from this part is going to be cut out. You, you will not hear nothing. <laughs> okay, that's it. But... It does sound like Take On Me by AHA. No, you don't need to cut it out. You know, you know why? Because um, I do not have credits to that song. Do you hear me, Lady Gaga? <laughs> I do not take credit for that song. If anything, I am paying homage to you, Lady Gaga, because it's coming back. It means absolutely nothing. <clears throat> it's coming back. I'm rolling. Just DM me, Miss Gaga, and I'll do whatever you need me to do. 
Right. So if you want us to take it out, <laughs> you let us know. You let your lawyers tell <laughs> us to kids, take kids, it out. You're going to hear it before we put it out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to take it out just yet. <laughs> at all. No, because here. yeah, because I am gangsta out here, you know. I, I mean, people on YouTube make covers and shit like that to other people's songs. They definitely do. And th- what do they say? I do not take credit for this song, and I'm telling you, I don't take credit for this song. Uh huh. Uh huh. So there, I saved my ass. Uh huh. You know. Now, a lot of you mm-hmm. do not know Lance personally. At all. I, <laughs> at all. Well, you don't know. You might have your family listen to this, so that's what I'm saying. Uh, a lot of hey, you. Oh yeah, hi mom. Always don't want to say that. Hi mom. See, look. Mm-hmm. See, you ain't even. She. He didn't even shout you out until not. like what? Like an, an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> like you don't even yeah. know who you are. I mean, he did give you a little sign, sign when it was inspirational oh, or whatever. Props. Mad props. What you mean? Yeah, but um, Lance is a. You know, he's a tall, dark. Um, you know. Say, go ahead and say. Oh, dark and handsome. Put it together. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about... I'm not... Say, say, I'm not... Dang. So I can't. Coming off the tongue and through the lips. But I can't. He's a tall, dark... Do it. African-American man. But I'm handsome, too. And he... All right, let's... You feel me? Because, like, you can't, like, see my face. So, like, when you do things he's like not, that... He's not not handsome. That there. still does not help. <laughs> I am fine. <laughs> All right? She ain't going to say it because of what she got going on personally. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I am fine. Okay, guys. You know what I'm saying? So I'm let's clear it up. If you guys have not heard um, any of my episodes before and this is your first one. So, for a long time, I dated um, females. So, there you go. And when it comes to finding females and males attractive, like, at a glance, there's no issue with me seeing a female and I know you know top to bottom what I like about her what I don't like about her like yo I can like scale her I could even tell you like her bra size like you know pants size all of that but they're toxic you know like I know if I get with a female I'm not gonna know how to act same way like when a guy gets with a female he don't know how to act like it's just that's just the way it is with a guy it's more of a sapiosexual thing like I need that energy I need you know to connect with you mentally or whatever so I Personally, do not find any men attractive. Lance believes I have not come across a man that is attractive enough to be like, damn, he's fine. But no. The nigga that'll make you spend your last check. I have not. Mm-hmm. I've not found him. So if you're listening, fellas, <laughs> you feel me? She ain't tall and dark. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I'm not no. going to objectify her here. However, follow IG. Follow IG. Inform your own opinion. Anyway, if you, if you feel as though you are Mr. Everything She Needs, right? If like it's a challenge, you're challenging men out here, huh? She was good. You're challenging them, guys. I mean, you will hey, lose the challenge. Believe me, you, you don't know what you will lose <laughs> until you try. As a, as men, we all know the only shots you miss are the ones you don't take. Anyway, guys, this is to the next question. That's why, um. Lance, I don't know if it's a fetish or if he just truly, truly just loves his dark-skinned women. Mm, and I mm, applaud him on that. Like, mm, I know this man personally where he sees a dark-skinned female mm, without, mm. like, 
without question or anything. Mm. Girl, you got beautiful skin, yes, queen, man. sis, mm. you beautiful. Mm. This he's always praising, mm. you know, mm. women, black women, you know, and I love that about him. And he yes, he has man. a he has a, a a song on his catalog now. What is it? Um, my dark skinned, dark skinned women, dark skinned women. I love mm. that. I love mm. that. We're gonna play a little snippet of that for you guys later. Mm. But, um, this is to jump into the next question. Why are black men so intimidated by black women? And I've asked this pretty much to every person that's um, come on, whether it's a female or a male. And we've had this discussion personally, so I know his opinion already. Mm-hmm. But I just want you guys to hear it. Oh, man. So it, it, what I can safely say is that as a black man, right? Right. Knowing everything that I go through and the things that I have to deal with, which isn't as wild as the stuff like my father had to go through and my <clears throat> grandfather had to go through, but it's still like something. Mm-hmm. Knowing that black women go through the same exact thing, but it's like that plus woman stuff, it's like, it's very daunting. And it's like, it's like a chore. It's a very daunting task. And I don't mean that in an offensive way. I just mean that sometimes when you combine chaos and chaos, it don't always make order. Right. And so it may be easier to go with somebody who can offer le- less resistance, less open-mindedness, less, uh, oh, I'm sorry, less closed-mindedness, uh, or, you know, just not try and combat every single decision that you make or every single move that you decide to do. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you've had, you've been through so much that you're able to basically consider all the options and form your own opinion of what the best way to go about something is, and as have I. So, like, we look at it like, or some of us look at it like, wow, like, nah, because she's just, she's just too much. Really? Yeah. Mm. But wouldn't you, <coughs> man, that's cough. But in my opinion, wouldn't you want someone relatable? You know, and this question is, is just because I read an article on um, uh, Essence that was written up a few years ago. And some of the reasons were women, black women, do not support black men in the beginning of their career because (laughs) black women want, like, the end of you. They don't want the struggle. Actually, here, this is actually going to be kind of nuts, but I'm going to quote 21 Savage, Mm -hmm. uh, where it's like, the gist of it was women don't build, they move in. Mm. And the premise for that was a rich man can meet a poor woman and change her entire life. A rich woman won't even look at a poor man. Mm. And do you think that that's how we black women are? Like, not you personally, Chris, but do you see black men, you know, seeing, like, thinking that way? Whereas yeah. other cultures will be there for us, you know, was... bef- while we're a resident... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through residency and then being a doctor rather a black woman just wants the doctor yeah uh i, I was on the bus <laughs> and uh these, these girls got on right mm-hmm. uh it was, it was like i want to say like freelancer or freelancer avenue something like that in newark and um one of them just blatantly just said out loud i don't date broke niggas mm. i don't like broke niggas broke niggas ain't worth shit they're mm-hmm. broke i don't want you to do it 
cool, sis. Do your thing, but like you on the bus with me. <laughs> right. So you just as broke. Right. You feel me? So like maybe you should date within like your range, but. Who knows? She was very attractive. Maybe she has a sugar daddy somewhere. I'm go sis, do your thing. Alright, sugar daddy should have got you a car. Or at least an Uber. You know what? I'm all for it. If right? He, if he's able to do all that and she's still riding the bus, then he's winning. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, I just think it just comes down to the money uh, as far as like... Well, I'm not even going to say the it's money. It's not just money. I feel like, I feel like it, when it's just money, that that's making it too surface level and too shallow. I think it's the security or the comfort of being able to do whatever you want without having to give a whole bunch of effort. Mm. Well, another reason was, and I agree with this. You guys know, yeah, yeah, heard me before. If this is not, if this is not your first episode, you guys know how I feel about this. That black women, when it comes to sex, mm-hmm. right, they're very close-minded. When it comes to sex, I, being someone that have dated black women, and I was raised by a black female, obviously. Well, mm-hmm. she's, she's sort of mixed, but yeah. either way. um, And, you know, I've had black female friends. They are. Like, that I agree with. <laughs> you guys are on some... I think it's a case-by-case basis, though. <laughs> well, a lot of you guys... And I always say... And mind you, my my sexual brain is honestly, I think I'm an alien from another planet because mm. what brings me gratification, it's like you cannot keep up with it. I've come to the point where... You hear that guy? <coughs> He's issuing the challenge now. Uh, no, no, no. I've Ooh. just come to the point where I have to put my mind somewhere else during the process that's to just get horrible. off <laughs> just to get off but so that's bro be- going to town <laughs> and you and your mind like damn she had a fat hat no i mean i gotta go somewhere else period just mm, to, because if i if i don't I'm on the beach oh squirt <laughs> no not the situation at hand <laughs> not what we're no. doing no 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 mm. because at the end of the day i'm the kind of person i'll tell you to get off I'm like, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm That's not gonna. Cool. So, fellas. <laughs> I'm not fellas, gonna lie. I'm gonna tell you to get off. I'm gonna tell you to <laughs> And you be good. Stop. No, it's not even you that. You me? Like, two tongues and like, but you to move them, like, There's guys. Like, I had a guy. I had a guy on here that really, you know, he was on um, CR908. And he said how he liked his salad tossed. And, you know, Gabrielle Union husband. Says the same thing. We all know Tank, how Tank, you know, whatever. Yeah, we all heard about <clears throat> mm-hmm. Cisco. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, and personally mm-hmm. in my life, I've come across many men, not just black men, men but period. but men, period, nasty. because <laughs> they're not nasty. No, because, nasty. because I, you know, I get along with men more than I get along with women. Um, and they really want their women to... You know, go and ahead nasty. and and play with it. Do something. That part is <laughs> so, so, so underrepresented. You have no idea. And you know what? I'm going to try and make it sound super scientific too, right? So men are mechanical thinkers, uh-huh. right? We don't think in the sense of what will make us feel better or what will make us feel good. We think of in the sense of what's going to fix it. Mm. So as a result of, of that of that being our mind state, we don't understand how to express certain emotions other than um, 
like providing actual tangible things, which is why when a man loves you, he's gonna buy you something. Because saying I love you is cool, but it's like I just said I love you. Like that's I, like it's something else. There's got to be something more to it. Right. Um. And so when it comes to something like sex, like that is like very very important. That is like expression of I love you. Mm-hmm. As far as men goes, not all men. Some men. I, this, I still don't say this. I get it. But like just generalizing, sex is the is the I want you, I love you. This is this is my display of emotions. This is it's sex because that's really what we have. Right. And so when so like if I'm just like in the house like chilling and like you in the house like chilling and like we love each other, I might just go down there and like fuck with it a little bit or something like just me and my brain. You know. But why can't but but and women don't. Like women think because they think differently because the 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 verbal I love you or the the picking up of something or the so you of you let a girl toss your salad absolutely not it's <laughs> <laughs> just not my thing it's not my cup of tea it ain't my tempo it's not something that you do for fun I'm all for it but like nah like I don't, I don't really but you would want her. a female to what be nasty and willing let you toss her to, salad. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, like just being open minded and thinking about but it. But what like, about mm-hmm. a black female into BDSM? Yeah, that sounds fire. I ain't gonna lie. Or what about you giving her anal? I've done that before. That sounds that would inspire too. Much, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, that's dope. It's not. It's not too common though. That's the only issue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just it's, and I think it just goes back to that, just the way that we think, like that. Being able to express that differently mm-hmm. is um. It's kind of like the, the the Venus and Mars thing, you know, where we just we just have to get shit off differently. But ladies, ladies, this one is very important. Listen to me very closely, okay? Right, we're listening. Two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, suck his dick. <laughs> this I know, I know, I get it. It sounds <laughs> number one as a man. With me, I can tell you, dicks are nasty. I get it. They are. They look funny. Cool, but you married one or you decided to date one, suck it. Mm. That is important. If you are great at it, be bad at it at first and then get good at it. Mm, okay. If you're bad at it, get good at it through him. Okay. Right? Number two, mm-hmm. randomly play with it. Oh, okay. That part never gets mentioned. Random, just random times. And I'm not saying, don't nut check him because that's just a dick move. No pun. Nut check? What's that? I think it, like, Seeing if you fuck somebody else, like no, they just no. that's when you literally go and assault somebody in their testicles. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, that's what I mean. Do that. Nut check. No. Oh, okay. Like if bro getting out the shower or something, like go over go whoo, like you feel me? Like <laughs> just play with it from time to time. It'll be weird to you at first, but he won't stop smiling. I guarantee. Those are two very important things. <laughs> Suck it and play with it. Not all the time, <clears throat> time to time. If you do it all the time, it gets boring. Okay. Wow. Wow. We've learned um we've learned a few things, you know. Hopefully so. <clears throat> <laughs> wow. Okay. Fellas, no. no. <laughs> Alright, we gotta be open to spreading them. You know? <laughs> we gotta no. be over six feet. 
No, no, no. You don't gotta be. Tones. <laughs> you don't need. Yo, right? yo. Like a thirty-inch dick. I'm actually <laughs> might settle for twenty. Nah, nah. Maybe. Yo, you bugging? Maybe. Don't, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> Listen. Okay, twenty-two small, twenty-two and up. That's not first. That, mm-hmm. That's not it. The only thing I'm not gonna say the only because then I'd be lying. The Uh-oh. one of the things that I could personally say is. And this is why I've, I'm actually like the business that was supposed to launch this my birthday weekend, which was this weekend. No, thanks for not saying happy birthday. I didn't know it was your birthday. Yeah. Well, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Happy belated birthday. Um, but I was supposed to launch this organic. Um, it's kind of like a like CBD mixed oil with like Chinese, um, not just Chinese but Asian and African. Um, oils to help men in stamina. Girl, why are you coming out helping men with stamina? Well, every product that ha- women have, men have come out with because they think they know us. I'll be the chick yes. that is going to do that because that's my issue. Mm-hmm. You guys don't have enough stamina and I can't deal with it. Like, it's not even about, oh, <clears throat> we had foreplay for like a good 20 minutes and then... Da-da. No, like, literally what I'm telling you, my stamina is out of control sometimes where my, my mind is still going, going, going. And I can think of so many different instances and you're just tapped out. I must say, one of my previous exes that I was dating was able to release and go right after. That was lit, y'all. Like, that's what I want. He was <laughs> able to release, boom. 30 seconds, let's go. Because he knew me. And then he was able to go again. And I'm just like, that's the shit. Half of that is how you give it up to. Mm-hmm. Some of the onus goes on you as well. And not him, me, her, you, whoever. Mm-hmm. If, if you think... I'm just going to give you an hour and a half and you're laying on your back. No. Sorry. <laughs> it's just it's just not happening. Now, mm-hmm. if you, you know what I'm saying, if you getting up, you riding the dick, you looking like, oh, yeah, I got this. You throwing back, you doing all kinds of weird cartwheels and shit from the side, whatever. You're like, yeah, you're going to have a great time. It's going to last a very, very long time. But if you uh, on your back, okay, on your knees, all right now, from the back, all right now, this and that. Like, it's just, after a while, this gets very boring and repetitive. To where we either, if we don't bust now, we just won't bust. And blue balls suck. Right. I've heard that. They do. It so, hurts really so, so maybe I was doing something. I don't know. Nah, it depends on how you give it up. I don't know these guys. Maybe they're just No, I mean, there was, <laughs> there was another guy I was saying. He was saying. But not that many. Not that many. Now, when I was with females for like oh, a little over a decade... I was the one that was putting in the work. Yes, my 5'2 ass. That means when I said I've had six foot plus mm-hmm. women where I was yeah. putting in the work, believe me you, I was putting back. in the work and I made chicks come back to back to back to back to back to back. Fellas are slipping. <laughs> um, Can't do it. So when you come at me and you don't know how to put in that work or you don't know how to act, then honestly, I'm not going to want to be with you. Especially if that's the thing with with guys when i tell a guy like yo i used to date chicks and i could handle myself i could put stuff together in my house i could change my you know my ties i could change my own or i could do shit so when you're that guy and you don't know how to do shit it's a it's not attractive for me so that's why it's terrible because like i'm I'm afraid of spiders 
Really? Don't get me wrong. I could build a table, do whatever, all the other quote man shit. I just don't fuck with spiders. I don't like the way they walk. I don't like the way they look when they're just standing in one spot. <laughs> I just I just can't fuck with them. No, but that's fine. That's fine. Right. Everyone has phobias. <laughs> cool. But I mean, like, okay, <clears throat> this is why we're gonna get into toxic moms. Uh oh. I mean, I cannot be with them. Because I'm very opinionated. Like, I, if you guys have not noticed, I will tell you shit. Like, I don't give a fuck. At all. <clears throat> so, let's say there's something wrong with the house. Mm-hmm. You can't even call up the landlord. Like, you waiting for me to call up the landlord for you. Like, bruh, no. Oh, because you get shit done. Why don't you get shit done? Why I gotta come home mm-hmm. and call the... You know what? I, and that's that's why I understand why a lot of black women are coming off very intimidating because Mm -hmm. we are subject to these type of men that don't know how to do the simple things Mm -mm. for themselves because they're mama boys. They've been raised by, you know, that spouse, that spouse surrogate kind of relationship with their mom Mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. They don't know how to do the simple things for themselves. And it's not simple man things. It's just simple life things. Things. Well, at least for, for me, the way I was raised at home and the way that society, pardon me, raised me, right. were totally, totally different. Um, for example, like, I know how to change a tire. Mm-hmm. My, my father and my grandfather made sure I knew how to change a tire. But they also made sure my sister knew how to change a tire. So that way, she would... If worse come to worse, she wouldn't need a man to do it for her. She would just do it herself. The same reason my mother taught me uh, how to cook. Right. So I would never need a woman in my life to make sure I eat. Mm-hmm. But in this particular time where women are told or girls are told that they can and will do everything. And men are told or boys are told you can do this but not that. You can do this, but be careful because you might hurt this one's feelings. You should do this because that's what you're supposed to do. However, be careful and don't say that you should do it because it's whatever X, Y, Z can do. <clears throat> so, like, we're basically walking on eggshells. I see that. Since since we were put into society. And so, we're so concerned with... Uh, we're so concerned with, like, basically being, like, condemned for what we know how to do. That we're, like... Fuck it. If you know how to do it, then you do it. I'm not saying that I don't know how to do it. It's just, word, you got it, you got it. Listen but here. I'm not about to tell you, no, it's my job. I'm the man because that's the worst. I I watched a, a man, a married man on the phone in the studio. Mm-hmm. And when he said, I am a man to his wife, she lost her shit. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, why did you say that to her? I'm not married. And I knew you should never say that to a woman. Why can't mm-hmm. we say to women, I am a man? As a man, I this we can't be just we can't do it. It's wrong. Really? Yeah, because you guys man. lose your shit. No, I mean, I guess again, I'm an alien. Yeah, evidently you're a unicorn. I mean, I I am I am the alien. To this, if I if I say, well, I am the man, and as the man, I this. See, you're saying you are the man, because but before you said I am, I am a man. No, There's because a difference. in a relationship. In a heterosexual relationship, I am the man, you are the woman. In a heterosexual relationship. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, as the man, I 
XYZ. And you can say, well, as the woman, mm-hmm. I XYZ. But see, this is this is <clears throat> this is where And then happy wife, happy life, right? right. Mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like th- those are things that have been said over generations. Over and over, right. Which right? which I so would... we're just kinda like, all right, well shit, sis, you know what? Do it. Yeah, but you see, I was in a predicament where I was with a guy and he wanted I mean he knew that I dated women before, he knew my personality, he knew I was the aggressive one in the relationship, da da da, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we got together and he wanted and and I've said to this to many guys, even guys you know, at work that come to me and I explain the situation. I'm like, where did things go? You know, I, I'm like, I need more opinions on this. Mm-hmm. And he wanted a go Dutch kind of relationship. Elaborate. Meaning always going half on everything. That sounds fair. Even like dinner and this and that. Just fine. Yeah, sounds fair. Right. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But then you wanted, he still wanted the traditional kind of girlfriend meaning I thought that was a traditional sense no meaning you want to go half on everything which is not an issue but you still want me to just cook for you who the fuck are you you exactly you still just want me to do the laundry <laughs> you still just want me to like whatever and I told him I said listen I don't know what your mother taught you or what your mother said to you but um that's never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. That's never. Bro, if you said you want everything down the middle, that means you do your laundry, she do her laundry. You cook for yourself, she cooks for her. Exactly. Etc. Etc. That's that's what I'm saying. So when I started doing that, you're selfish. Like you don't even think of me. You don't do this. You don't do that. And oh I'm like, God, that's literally what you asked. For. But that's what you asked for. Mm-hmm. That's what you mm-hmm. wanted. You technically wanted. A 50-50 kind of relationship going down the middle Dutch. Like, we pay for our own thing, even when we went out and this and that. And I remember, like, a few weeks ago, I explained this to a guy, and he straight up laughed. He's like, (laughs) an older man. He was 60-something. You couldn't even tell he was 60-something, man. Black don't crack. But he was like... Tell us this. He was like, what? He's like, wait, wait. How old was this guy? That was another question I was asking. Yeah, he was how like, old, how old? How old are these I mean, people? he's about two years younger than me. He goes, and who the fuck raised him? <laughs> For mm. him to say to you. Split <laughs> everything down the middle. Split, still and, clean for me. And then he, he expected you to respect. That's what he told me. He expected you to still respect him. Yeah, yeah. That He's like. Personally, I, I just. I, don't get I would appreciate it if my wife cooked. But you really ain't got to clean for me because I like stuff done in a specific way that I know you're just not going to do. <coughs> so I'd much rather just do it myself. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when it comes to dishes. You do laundry. I hate laundry. You do laundry. Fold them however you want to. But dishes, bro, if you do not take that Brillo pad and scrub that plate before you put it in a dishwasher, these dishes are dirty when they come out the dishwasher. It don't matter how spotless they are. I don't care. <laughs> like, Everyone has scrub, their own right, thing. That's just kind of like my thing. I have to sweep vacuum sweep vacuum okay that's excessive i have to it's just because i just you don't get everything the first time right right i believe you but you know like i get it you know some people they they do like a virtual clean and it's like virtually clean i don't want virtually but that's what i mean in a 50 50 relationship how i look at it first of all there's never 50 50 never in my opinion i feel like a relationship will always be you know either in that moment it's always either going to be 50 I mean, 
60-40 or 70-30. And it flips. It, it constantly will flip. And people are like, well, even in, even in a 50-50 type of relationship, they will tell you, some, some points, have I have 60 and they have 40 because I cannot take the load on myself. Mm-hmm. And I have to give that back. And I feel like some men don't understand that. They don't understand where to take the load off or give it back or whatever the situation is. So It's because we always walk around with the load on us. As a black man, yes, you do. As men, period. Okay, as point, men, that's period. That's not really race specific at that point. This is like literally every waking moment. Who said this? Who said this? I think it was... It might have been Chris Rock. It might have been Dave Chappelle. I forget. It's, it's horrible. I'm only citing comedians and, and rappers. But if it's me, it's Ramayas. Um, men are the only creatures on this planet mm-hmm. that are loved by condition only. Mm. Right? Women and children get unconditional love, unconditional support. In other words, it don't matter what you do mm-hmm. or to whom you do it to, if I, if I said that correctly. Like, you will be loved, right? Mm-hmm. Men is, we love you if. If you have money, if you have this, If you can provide, this. if you can keep me safe, mm-hmm. if you can do your job, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, it's always a condition based on how much love and support you're going to get as a man. Right. You know, the unconditional support and love thing is very, very important, and that's what makes a lot of us as, as messed up as we are we walk around with this constant load on our shoulders of having to provide for somebody or something Mm. and there's that societal pressure of okay well you're a man what do you do how much do you make what do you drive where do you live do you have a family uh is your family taken care of like all that stuff where they don't ask you those questions directly but you know society has found ways to figure out the answers to those questions in just general conversation and what about us what about women I'm not Same. saying that women don't. However, the pressures that you face aren't conditional. In other words, as a woman, if shit went left at any point in your day or life, some random stranger would jump out to save you. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I see that. As a man, they just go, well, damn, that nigga just got it rough. I see. So as as we sit here talking about relationships and, you know, how people are and aren't, do you have a lady? Mm, do you have a lady? Specifically speaking, no, I do not. Specific? This is a shit. What the <laughs> fuck is specifically speaking? No. Because you either like, you got a girl or you don't got a girl. Oh, like, am I, am I exclusively dating somebody? No, I am not exclusively dating anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. You hear that, ladies? Yeah, she's single. So, I mean, he she's is single. And he is horrible. tall. He is dark. And I'm handsome as well. <clears throat> she has to say that once. She is will not believe. Me. I guess catchable. If that's even a word, I don't know. Hey, look, just follow my IG, right? Right. Score Lance underscore now, and you can like make that decision for yourself. You can. Yes. You you definitely can. Now, last um, two other uh, you know questions. Okay. We're gonna talk about toxic mothers. Uh oh. Right. Ooh. Now we hear. Now the thing is in the black. <clears throat> community what i've you know realized being a behavior therapist and working on um becoming certified as a cognitive behavior therapist you guys i'm almost there a few credits Uh you gotta you gotta keep going because 
goal is to be a licensed BCBA. So, you know, getting oh, all the certifications sis. out there. Let them know, sis. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. it. Yeah. But... <laughs> You know, doing all that and doing clinical work and things like that, I realized in our community that when it comes to toxic mother-son relationships, we're so quick to say, yo, that's that white shit. Black people don't have toxic mother-son relationships. I hear it all the time. Mm. And I'm just like, "Mm, no, you do. Yeah, we do. You guys really do. Mm -hmm. Especially the, the spouse substitute. Toxic mother relationship. We all know about the mama's boy. We all know about the overly, you know, protective mother that thinks there's no female out there that's going to be better than <laughs> her. So all of y'all are just like, no, I'm going to do for my son. I'm going to clean for him, this, that. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But there's too many families in our community where the father is absent. Mm-hmm. Right? We know this. You know, they make all these statistics based on that. Yet we don't believe <laughs> that there's a toxic relationship mm. in our community between mothers and their sons as mm. as mm. far as spouse substitute. Okay? Which is gross. Yes, which which is worse, in my opinion, than the overprotective mom or the mama's boy. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, that's worse, mm-hmm. where Way you worse. expect your son to help pay for your bills at a certain age. You call a four or five-year-old boy the man of the house. That's no good. Where, you know, you're arguing with your son in a way that you would argue with your spouse, like, that's nasty like <laughs> t- like what's your opinion on that well uh i believe that the single mother in those situations well number one you're doing your best don't give up right right ooh, ooh, do your thing you're working hard i see you out there mm-hmm. queen all right um seriously though i think that it is in unrealistic expectation that they have of men because more often than not their fathers were in their lives um at least like if you're dealing with my generation mm-hmm. um there's a there's a lower percentage of kids who grew up without father figures um and i think that the women are basically trying to raise their sons to be the men that they feel like men should be Mm-hmm. And in doing that, they get caught up in the man part instead of the raising a man part. Right. And it just gets exhibited in like really, really sick ways, you know, to where once again, the boy is just forced to see the, the, the reality of, of where he is through his mother and having to deal with all of those stresses and you know, this bill needs to be paid and, you know, you should do this because you're the man or however they want to put it. Um, not calling my mother toxic, but, you know, there are things where, or days where she was like, okay, well, y'all the boys, y'all take the trash out. It's kind of like, okay, well, I mean, like anybody can take the garbage out. It's garbage. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, we did it. We never said that to her face. But, mm-hmm. like, in our heads, we were like, you know, like, it's not really specifically a man duty. Right. You know what I mean? I take the trash out. Right, there's nothing wrong with that. Gender roles have been completely abolished, at least somewhat. 
Uh, so I mean, I'm all for it. But I do believe that they do they they go overboard with the 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 pressure that they put on these little boys because they are single parents. You know, they yeah. didn't ask to be born into this world. They didn't ask to be boys born into this world. So, who are you to apply all of this pressure besides the mother? Right. You know, they don't necessarily deserve that, and it's it's just super nasty when you treat your son like you would your boyfriend. That is just that is it disgusting. Is. Like when you see it, it's I've just seen it too. So like, bad. As a grown man, I can say I will one thousand percent take my mother on a date. As a grown man, one what I love my mother to death. I absolutely. We're gonna go to dinner. We're gonna have a great time. But when you say I got a date and it's you and your five year old, like nah, y'all just went to Chuck E. Cheese. Like let's just be real. That's it. Just it looks nasty. Well, right? I mean, as an adult, it's showing appreciation for the hard work that your parent put in to to raise you and to keep you safe and to teach you lessons. But when you're just taking your kid and 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 so you wouldn't take your daughter on a date like a brunch date. You wouldn't you wouldn't do the tea party thing with your daughter. I would sit at this little table right here and get my fingernails painted and wear the little hat and yeah, with my daughter, absolutely. Would I say me and my daughter are on a date? No, I would not. I see that. I don't know. We're just going to go have a good time. So, as far as, like, taking, you know, um, your child on a date and saying it's a date and things like that, I do believe fathers should take their daughters out at a young age and and say to them, like, I'm going to take you out on a date, but not sexualize it. Basically giving them the blueprint of how a man should treat you. I think fathers taking their daughters on dates sets a certain principle for their daughters, you know, Mm -hmm. because they feel as though, look, this is how I want a a guy to treat you when I'm out of the picture. Yeah, but it's kind of an unrealistic expectation in the sense that that's your father. (laughs) No man will ever ever love you as much as your father does. Not the love. And so as a, no, but as a result, like I said before, men are mechanical thinkers. So as a right. result, we're not going to act the same way he acts and does the same thing he does mm-hmm. just because we're literally incapable of loving you as much as he does. So everything that he's doing for you now is kind of wrong of you to expect or inaccurate of you to expect that of every other man or any other man that you want to get involved. Same with. thing with the 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 guys to the women. Yeah, like the absolutely. way your mom treated you. Like it's we're not. not the way she's gonna treat we're you. We're not gonna treat you that way. At all. And we can't. You do find one that does treat you like that, bro. Keep her because she's a unicorn. What the hell? Um, yeah, that's the truth. Uh, but yeah, no, that shit is. is I just I feel weird about calling it a date. I feel like well, that, you can take your course. kids somewhere, like yeah. even like a father and a daughter. You can go somewhere, and you can show them a good time, and you can have a good time together, um, and you can even and, and in doing that, that's how they learn. Okay, well, every time I go out with my dad, this happens, this happens, this happens. Those things become become habits and rituals. Mm-hmm. So then, when she goes out with Joe Schmo, and he doesn't do the first thing your dad does, you're kind of okay. Well, he's not my dad; he's different. But then, as the night progresses, it basically gives you like a bar. Right. And you, if you can get somebody that meets the bar or exceeds the bar, then you won. But the goal is to at least get somebody that's kind of close to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like he might not open my door 
every single time we walk to into a building or a venue. However, he always makes sure he pays the check. Right. Right. And if that's what your dad always did, that's what you're used to, then that's like a really, really big deal. Right. Compared to the door thing. Um, just being the man of the house. I think that's mm-hmm. that's the issue for me. And having a, a two-year-old, even when we're out and just a guy passing like, oh, little man is, you know, he's going to be like a lady killer. And I'm like, please do not address my son as little man. And they look at me like shocked, and I'm like, because he's not a little man. He's two. He's uh, he's, tell me if he's a little man. Well, I don't, you know. And then they might think of me like, oh, you're gonna be like that. That, you know, he's gonna be a mama's boy, whatever stuff like that. And I'm and and in my mind, I'm like, you got the wrong one, because no, mm-hmm. I'm not. I just don't want my son to to have like traumatic events and feel as though I have to grow up and be a man because mm-hmm. you know mommy doesn't have a man in her life. Mm-hmm. No, like if you walk into my son's room now, it's like a fortress. Like mm-hmm. it is beautiful. Toy galore like this and that. We have mm-hmm. educational toys, we have you know toys to play with. If you look at his door right now, I'm a Spider-Man lover if you cannot tell. Yep, but he loves Spider-Man too now. That's dope. Um, and he likes his other little things. And, you know, I take pride in having a son because for me, um, I feel like there's nothing greater than um, a mo- for, mo- for a female to raise a son, in, in you know, my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because you are now, you know, putting forth a father, a husband, mm-hmm. you know, a provider, a protector. It is all up to you. On and on, and it's already been over two hours. Hey. So it was a great vibe. Great vibe, That's you guys. Um, so what's next for you? Last question. What's next? Like, um, I know you're putting out music now. Mm-hmm. Um, you told me that you have an artist that you're collaborating with. I think you guys got something together and you're putting it out there, I guess, like for royalties or something like you're actually like yes, distributing yes. that. Yes, So um, I have a single, I have two singles actually, uh, that will be available on all major streaming platforms in the next couple months. Uh, it's really just a paperwork thing, which I had no idea was a thing. Um, but once I have those settled, I will have two singles on all your favorite streaming platforms. You can just go into your phone and play them and, and love them because the songs are fire. Um, both of them have featured artists on them. Uh, people I know personally who are really, really great people who you know really love the songs and, and had a lot of fun making them. Um, and before you get those, I would just keep flooding my SoundCloud with music. I told everybody March was my month. I was putting out hella songs during March, and we are two weeks in now, three weeks into March, mm-hmm. and I am four songs and over seven hundred something listens in. So it's good you know, for somebody that's you know just coming I'm up. Two weeks in. Yeah, that's <laughs> what's up. Uh, so you know, I'd like to think I'm pretty good now. Uh, so just really be excited for the 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 explosion of music and attention because uh, there's like I, like I said I just started so like I have so much further to go and there's only really one direction it can go in because I just got started mm-hmm. um, so yeah be on the lookout right the records I'll give you the guy I'll give you guys the names uh, one of them is let it go the first one you're gonna get is called want it I'm sorry what I want 
What I Want features BK Biggs and Estetto. Uh, both like super duper talented, both fire. Uh, I love I love every piece that they contributed to the songs. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoy it just as much as, as I enjoyed making it. And Let It Go features Princess Kylan. Uh, it was like really, really dope. She's a female MC from Jersey as well. Uh, like I said, we had like just a ton of fun making these songs. And so like, I hope that comes through when you're listening and like you feel good and you know, you can hear it driving in the car, you can hear it you know, in the barbecue with your family. Um, you can play it just when you're on the bus or driving wherever, listening to it with your headphones on. And um, yeah, oh, and also there's a music video. Uh, can I give you guys a date? I was told I was not supposed to give a date apparently. Uh, but I do have a music video coming as well, uh, and I'll be announcing that on my Instagram also. Well, I ain't know about this music video. Why you ain't yeah. say nothing? Because if I told everybody what I was doing, <laughs> <laughs> then like nothing would be a surprise to anything, and nobody would like click it. Oh, I would have still clicked it anyway. Oh, yeah, so anyway, the the video. the songs that I wanted you to play. Let's play those songs, okay? So you guys, uh, we're gonna play um three. Three songs from his catalog. This is how we're closing it out today. Um, again, it was an awesome, awesome episode. You guys probably heard it in different chunks. <laughs> it was really long. But, you know, when the vibe is right, it's the vibe. It's the vibe. And you just you know keep going, keep going, keep you know going, and keep going, and you don't want to stop. That's just how it is. Um, but, yes. So, tell them, again, where to find you before we start uh, listening so, to these songs. right now, if you want to listen to me right now, you have to go to SoundCloud. If you go to SoundCloud, just type in L-A-N-S. My name is Lance. Just spell L-A-N-S. Should be the first one to pop up. You see my handsome mug. <laughs> okay handsome mug fine no 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 ladies ladies um she won't say it he knows me she, I, she I, knows I, I won't she knows it. i won't she, say, she it. say it um i won't say it because it's not that it's not true it's just not true to me you know mm-hmm. um i'm not her type you know it's not a type your type it, yeah, he might be your type, guys. I know, might be. He okay. I in his in his mind, he is your type, ladies. In but all of our lives. okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna listen to three different um songs that are in his catalog, and I and I actually like these songs. I resonated with them when I listened to them for about a few couple of seconds. So again, you guys, please check me out at Alexandre under Alexandre Marie underscore talks on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, you put it in, you're, you're going to get linked to me again, not Alexandria, not Alexandra. I'm going to spell it out for you guys. It's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-E-M-A-R-I-E underscore talks, you guys. So Lance, let's go. Let's hear, let's hear a little bit of, what's this one? So this one is called My Love. It's a cover of uh, a Tupac song, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tupac did a song called Do For Love. Yes. And this is my version of this song. Okay.
Jersey, now we have somebody decide. Where will I go? Shouldn't I know? Or should I be an ignorant kid? People saying life, they never regret what they did. They go to jail and repent. Now I ain't judging, I'm just bugging. What you say, it sounded redundant. And I'm lacking clarification, I think I'm scared if I make it. But it's not like I got people around me that'll judge me if I started changing my kind. Right, I ain't gonna let y'all listen to everything, everything. Y'all better get on his style, Cloud. You already know, you already next know. Next one, next one. This was called The Way That It Go. Uh, I was in a very, very messed up headspace. And so I had to... This is when I learned that rap was therapy to me. That's just the way that it go. Way that it go. Different day, I gotta make up the dough. Make up the dough. And I ain't trying to fuck around with a full clip. So I guess I'm on my stereo bullshit. Bullshit. I'm on my stereo bullshit. Bullshit. I'm on my stereo bullshit. Bullshit. I'm on my stereo bullshit. But I guess that's just the way that it go. myself in dark cause I'm scared of the light appreciate the dream I told myself to believe it contemplated hella times on whether I should leave it the pressure running through my mind I need a cigarette I remember what he did I ain't forgive him yet but I learned that if I keep dwelling on the past then how the hell am I ever supposed to get past it I need a physical result from this rap shit 20 years old buying my own casket casket in action getting what I'm buried in if it's something you got to say you better alright next one. This is the latest single. It's called Brody. Uh, Brody is produced by D'Artiste, if I'm saying that correctly. Right? Um, and to be honest, it was inspired by my little brother. I actually like, I really, really like this one, guys. Lance now, ITS underscore L A N S underscore N O W. You'll see this handsome mug. It looks just like the guy on SoundCloud. Mm, 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 okay, <laughs> okay. So, um, please, 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 you guys, uh, check out. In about eight weeks, we're definitely gonna have that app out. Um, hey. Thank you for obviously listening to me on all the platforms that you have been listening to me. Again, over 1,600 weekly listens. That's great. All right. Um, but, you know, here's another platform. You guys can support me and support the show and support Lance and I. Um, and, you know, get to it, download it. Now, I'm an Android baby. And looking at the statistics and everything, most of my listeners, because it is an international podcast, do listen on Android. So... The app is going to launch Android. So all my hey. iOS lovers, look, 
I'm still on Podbeam. I'm still on iTunes. I'm still on like, you know, um, what is it? Caster, like a couple of other iOS apps. You guys can still listen to me on. So please do not stop and say, oh, she didn't come out with an Apple one. I will. I will (laughs) in time. In time, you know, mommy ain't a bank, feel me? So mama ain't got bread like that to be developing apps and stuff like that and coming out and doing all that. But in the garage with it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I will have an iOS um, coming out probably mid-summer, but the first one will be Android. Um, again, I have t-shirts, mugs. You could go on Alexandre marie underscore talks and then you'll see the links it'll link you to my teespring account which you know i have other designer other designs of apparel but if you want to support the show i do have stickers i have posters i have t-shirts and things like that i'm coming out with other things yes lance you ain't know i'm coming out with other things um we're gonna start videoing um some of our interviews so look out for that and continue to support guys and please please those three continents if you know anybody in those three (laughs) continents i'm trying to get on all seven continents i don't care all seven continents feel me like i need to be yes which lens didn't know remember i need to be worldwide um and I, I just Global. I just want to spread the love and you spread see. the energy and you spread the see. vibe. It's going to be different this season, you guys. And one last thing, it will not be a weekly show this time. The reason being is because I want to give you guys awesome content and I want to give Lance the opportunity to edit and do what he needs to do to give you guys a very clean, crisp show. We appreciate it. So it will be bi-weekly. Um, this season so that's why the episodes are going to be at length so they will probably be about two plus hours before they're about 45 minutes to an hour so because they're going to be bi-weekly I may have more than one um, interviewee for that day Um, you guys can break it up chop it up however you want to listen to it again thank you so very much for all my listeners I'm literally now on 20 different platforms Guys, this is just literally in my living room and sometimes in my car, bro. Hey. So 20 different platforms, weekly listeners, international. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And remember, again, the closing. We are who we think we ought to be. I said I could have any girl that I want I pick and re-roll so my point got across But I got a problem with picking My dark skin addiction is definitely worse than I thought Some people say it's preserving your own Honestly, I'm just admitting the flaw Not giving none of my ivory sisters a chance Gonna come off as racist and wrong I stare and I think what the hell I'ma say Forgot about my queen looking right in my face At this point it don't really matter I'm looking right past the my ebony melanin bay I need you as dark as when I close my eyes And I need it smoother than me with the lines But here where the problem come in Cause I can't be content unless I got three or four at a time Ain't too many bad things That I can think of Whenever I think
about you Oh, say yeah Ain't too many bad things that I can think of Whenever I think about you In your skin, stars collide. Looking in your eyes, you don't need me by your side. But it's a great look on your grandma's Facebook. One can surmise you don't need men. Ain't no surprise I appease them. Look at them thighs. Whoa, she let me squeeze them. I'm all in by the weekend. Your melanin is my weakness. Incredible how you keep it. Weird shit, let me smell your skin. Rub it and lick it, can't help, I'm addicted I see it and I just have to compliment it But if it's too soon then I'm cooling Don't pay me no mind if I look like a fool But you should come over so we can be cool Cause all of this foolishness is over you And all of that melody Ain't too many bad things That I can think of Whenever I think about you Oh, wow Yeah Ain't too many bad things I can think of whenever I think about you